ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another episode of Hashtag Millennials. I'm Arise. And I'm Daryl. And we're your besties. I mean, we're not, you know. (laughs) We don't have to be. (laughs) But I would very much like to be. So if anybody thinks that they're not, then I'm offended and I'm sad. I mean, you should be used to being like rejection right now, Arise. Your whole life is a rejection. Like you did not say anything wrong just now, so I'm going to just continue with the show. <laughs> okay, okay, sure. Anyway, so <laughs> what's our topic for the day, Rize? Our topic is something that Americans everywhere need to tune in for. There has been an epidemic across the nation, and it is... Oh, Zika? I mean, that did happen. <laughs> Swine flu. That wasn't as too bad. You know, that was Okay. I mean, there was BTS. That was another one. Is that a new disease? No, that's a Korean pop band. Oh, okay. I don't, <laughs> don't want to touch the Koreans. You make them mad, they, they're coming after you. So yeah, I love BTS. <laughs> BTS is great. I wish I had some BTS. <laughs> but the phenomenon is uh, the credit score. Oh, boring. Boo. 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 Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys. It is very, very important that from young, I mean... From young? From young. You're especially as you become an adult, you hit 18, especially start college, all of that, that you get your credit started strong. How do you do that, Rize? How do you do that? I don't know. But we're gonna find out within the next couple of minutes. Yeah, you take the lead because I did no research whatsoever on the topic. <laughs> so you know what? Just you know what? I just want to be honest to our three viewers out there that Oh, we went up from two? <laughs> yeah, we went up to two. From what? Spotify analytics? Okay, I guess it's going down. <laughs> Our producer's laughing at us right now that we just probably went down. <laughs> it's like, we're, we're the negatives. Like, oh how did that happen? It's like, we don't even listen to our podcast. Okay, <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. There are some episodes that I just skip because I don't want to listen to my own voice. Oh. But you know what? You guys should listen to it. And you guys should listen to it because these things are life-changing. We have been through these issues. We have been through these problems. And you shouldn't have to go through them. So... Promise, promise. It's good stuff we're telling anyway, so you. So, what's the topic again? Like, I, for, oh I already God. forgot. Like, <laughs> credit. Uh, do, how is your credit score, Daryl? Uh, first of all, it's great. Okay. Right? It is, okay. I believe, an 810. Oh. Yeah. Before it was the credit score of a homeless person with no arms, but <laughs> I worked really hard to get it up there. So, look at that. You already have the cheat codes for credit score and you're too bored to share it with everyone else. Yeah, because I don't want anyone else to have like my good credit score. Oh my gosh, that is so oh my god, no. But we're not like that in this hashtag millennials. Sure we're not. We want everyone to prosper and the first thing we're going to touch on today is the history of credit score. Like, whose idea was it to even create this number of all these dumb digits? Jesus. I don't think it's that far back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the first thing I want to establish to you guys is the philosophy behind the credit score so why do we need it picture that you are jp morgan a bank or if you whatever bank you want to be you could be a wells fargo what bank are you going to be daryl so essentially uh a white guy so which bank wells fargo wells fargo oh my god but no, they no, no. recently well, had that yeah, whole card yeah, scandal i'm not gonna lie no. they cheat a lot of people so like most <laughs> banks but you know but theirs is more apparent exactly it was like in the hmm. news what's a bank that i could use goldman sachs 
I mean, okay, sure, Goldman Sachs. Okay, so you're Goldman Sachs. Now, Goldman Sachs has all this money, and they're trying to use it so they can exploit the masses, okay? So they have a nice gentleman walk in. Let's call him Frank. And Frank says, hey, you know, I have a wife and kids, and I want to do the American dream. I want a house. Give me some of your money, and I will pay back in, you know, interest, and you will be richer, and I will barely make it through life. But American dream. But the, Goldman Sachs, you, Daryl, you need to ensure that this man is going to pay this money back. And how do you do it? Well, before credit scores, how they did it was they would have like this officer guy and he would listen to your story, listen to your life. You would sit there in a room and at the end of it, he would just kind of decide based on what you told him. Maybe he would actually also go to like other businesses that you've dealt with and make a decision like, can I trust you? Basically, like, do you look trusting? People would dress up for these meetings. Like you'd be in a suit and tie trying to get your car loan. It was a whole thing. So uh, essentially, it's basically looking at your financial history. Well, that was such at, a roundabout way of saying all no, that. No, not just your financial history. Actually, what it more so was, was your persona. It actually also looked at like, did you look trustable? A lot of it was very subjective. And that's mm -hmm. why they now had to create this figure and this this finance number because they needed it to be objective. Obviously, with something subjective, you can imagine that even a lot of discrimination and stuff happened because if you walk in and I don't like how you look, the, that's all it was. The loan officer just had to say, I don't like how you look. You're not getting this loan because oh. there was no system. You imagine like Mark Zuckerberg with his nasty <laughs> ass t-shirt going to bank like, hey, I need a loan for Facebook. Uh, why are you wearing flip-flops? And it's like, what is the Book of Faces? <laughs> like, <laughs> what is that? But in the 1950s, Bill Fair, an engineer, and Earl Isaac, a mathematician, created an automated scoring system. And initially, nobody liked it. They were like, what is this? What's going on? I already like my thing where I look at you and I say whether or not I like you. And if you're my best friend's brother, of course you're going to get a loan. And if you're my ex's brother, you can die on the street. But... As more and more, you know, the times went on and the civil rights happened and so forth, people are like, we need an objective system. We Wait, need something. So basically you're saying that his program was pretty much racist. Who? No. What? Like. <laughs> okay, <wait>, pause. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, it's, like, it's a good point because you bring up the civil rights before, like, when he made that. And so. Like, no, I'm it would saying just, like, that before his model, mm -hmm. that is how they did it. So they would just like be. They would be racist. They would be racist, but then the model would be like not racist. No, or it would exactly. Be biased. Okay, no, we could we could leave that in because that's a, that's a good like understanding for me. Okay, 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 all right. Not everything's about race, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. The system itself was a solution to racial and discriminatory okay. and you know even you know if somebody just looks poor and you're like no i don't trust you because you look yeah. poor yeah the more you know exactly and but like if you the, the system now comprises of different factors i mean back then it was a little more but today we'll just talk about what those factors are today and why somebody who doesn't look appealing or isn't you know like a celebrity figure in society still their life shows that they are dependable and they can be a good lender so one thing to note is how ingrained in society credit is that myfico.com states 90% of finance institutions use FICO credit scores. I'm sorry, uh, what's a FICO? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good question. For 400, Alex. Um, the FICO is one of you the- You mean FICO? <laughs> What is that? Is that is that how it's said? I'm sorry. Is this are you speaking Caribbean right now? Oh my 
<laughs> okay, I have to, okay, I have to get that right. I'm so sorry. I keep messing up. Yeah, it's FICO. Words. Okay, FICO. FICO. And they start from about 300 and they go up to 850. And how it breaks down is 300 to about 580 is new or poor credit. So it's like you just got in the game. They're not expecting much from you. Or you have ruined your life so much that you're in this range. Then you have 580 to about 620, which is like, okay, they're cool. You know, then you have 620 to about 740, which is like, okay, you're good. You're solid. You're like in like high school. That's like the jocks table, you know, you know, the cool kids, you know, your guys. And then 740 and up to 850 is like the elites. So basically, you know, you're like those people that your parents pay for you to go to college. You know, you're the elites. You know, when I say paid, I mean, like, they got you admitted into Harvard through Or, scandals. like, they buy your way through college. Absolutely, Like, yeah. you know, that recent scandal with Aunt mm-hmm. Becky? Yeah, yeah we're just yeah. throwing that in there. We, we are pretty faced by it because yes. we have to suffer. Yeah, you know, <laughs> privilege. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it is, the FICO scores. And they are comprised of five factors. The first one being 35% payment history. So, Daryl, Mr. Amazing Credit Score, is your, do you ensure that every month you at least pay the minimum on your card? Oh, I always pay more than the minimum. I think that's where okay. my credit score is actually pretty good because I always end up paying more than I'm supposed to. <laughs> that yeah. is a good, good, good way to do it because if you just pay the minimum, that interest will still rack up and ruin your life. Yeah, I mean, think of it like this. So, let's say you have a credit card, you spend like $1,000, right? And your minimum payment for the next year is like twenty bucks. Yeah, it's like not really low. They're making inter- They're making the reason why I pay off so quickly is because they're making money out of you the more you extend it. So if you pay that shit off like pretty quick, one, they won't make as much money out of you, and one, it shows that you're a, a responsible lender. Yeah, lender and borrower. You know what I mean? And that in ten, like you keep doing that, and it'll grow like your credit history to be someone that they could depend on and give more money to. Yes. Yes. That's what credit's all about. Okay. The episode's done. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. I think what a lot of people also need to realize now, especially if you're very new to credit, this episode is for you. Credit and your credit score is way more than just credit cards. I want to touch this in specifically with payment history because you will... Let's see, I'll do a pop, one of the most popular bills today. Go to the hospital. You go to the hospital, you're sick, just the flu, maybe you missed the flu shot. And I mean, because, you know, it's America. Of course, the bill is $1,000. <laughs> oh, that cheap? <laughs> you know, there was a sale, Black Friday. <laughs> and uh, you you leave and then, you oh, know. Sorry for a little tidbit. What? But there was a meme that I saw where a woman <laughs> basically got charged for the nurse to hold her baby. And it was like $100 after giving birth. Isn't that fucking crazy? You had to pay an extra $100 just for a nurse to hold your baby. I mean, honestly, at that point, just give it back. <laughs> like, <laughs> just give it to me. Like, it's it's mine. Like. But to continue that is to say you get that $1,000 bill. And obviously, most of us can't afford that immediately. But you do not want to ignore it. As those people are calling you, please try to negotiate with them a payment plan. Try to negotiate with the hospital. Because while the hospital will eventually stop calling you, you may think that has disappeared Oh, no, it actually got 10,000 times worse. What these businesses do, whether it's your hospital or your cable bill or your phone bill, any bill that you have that you just kind of neglect, they actually sell your debt to a collections agency. Yes. 
that and actually when it gets to that point then it kind of drops your credit oh you're screwed oh yeah you're fucked because i mean (laughs) screwed (laughs) because it shows up as a delinquent like um account on your credit score and anything that's on your credit score it stays there for a minimum of seven years so for seven years your credit score is dinged so i'm saying that is if you take away anything from this episode never ever miss a payment deadline like at least pay the minimum but for sure if you want to be a good status pay more than that and at minimum any debt you have of any sort do not ignore it because it will come back to bite you because if there's anything if you if there is a possible way that you maybe one day escape death you will not be able to escape debt (laughs) i'm just saying and then the next important factor is the amount that you owe which is about 30 percent, and that has to do with your whole ratio this comes into fact where you get all your credit accumulated into a big number. So that's how you have five credit cards and each of them is like $1,000. Then you have $5,000 in total credit. And let's say it's it's February. You know, you just paid your tuition for your sem- spring semester. And because you're struggling, you put it on your credit card. And let's just say you have amazing, you know, you know, this is after loans and everything. You bought all your books and stuff. It's about $3,000. So that's 60% of your total credit accumulation of that 5000 that you owe. That does not look good. You need that number to remain. The estimate is about at least 30%. For me, if you are not struggling, try to keep that at least down to 10%. Like, what do you suggest, Errol? Um, credit utilization. Like, what percentage of your total credit should you, like, aim for? What total percentage? Yeah, like if you have like a thousand dollars, should you not? You should never have more than what? I, I mean, I say ten percent. So, if you don't need it, do not have more than like a hundred dollars on your that you owe on your credit cards. I mean, ideally that should be the point, but it's life. You never know what's gonna happen, right? Like for example, I have like I'll just say this out here. I have a credit card where my credit limit is twenty five thousand. I would never want to ever go to that limit. But let's say, for example, I got to an accident, right? Where it cost me $5,000 to like, um, to fix my car. I would use that credit card in a heartbeat because I don't have that money on me lying around. But it's cases like that. Like ideally I wouldn't want to spend more than say $3,000 in a given like purchase. But, you know, Shit happens. I mean, of course. Absolutely. Things happen. And when you have to do the metal to the metal, do it. But if it's your normal, regular day-to-day life and you're starting out with credit, you want to have some thresholds in place, you wanna you wanna keep it down to yeah, 10%. I wouldn't I would never uh, yeah. For me, like if I could keep my credit on like what I owe mm-hmm. under 10%, then I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah, because that means, like, my monthly payments would be, like, very manageable. Also, I want to bring up, like, a, a really interesting topic. So, so a lot of people, it's pretty much, you know, given that people will have a student debt in their lives because they went to college. Mm-hmm. And when you pay off, like, a monthly payment, depending on what loan you have, that, in a way, can build up your credit. Right, Arise? Yes, yes. Taking on debt helps your credit. Yes, but not all loans are actually the same. This Mm. is something that I found out pretty recently once I finished college where when I was in college, I took out this thing called Parent Plus Loan. And the Parent Plus Loan is like when you have 
when you can't get a loan from like a private loan from a bank so you ask your parents to help you foot the bill mm-hmm. so essentially they're taking a, lo- a loan out for you that you can only use for your education and in a way it's basically their money so for me the monthly payments it's pretty much my responsibility to pay the monthly payments and at the end of the year like say tax season time you could use that interest that you paid off as um as a deduction and it could help you build your credit right however because it's my parents loan and i'm the one paying and i'm paying off the interest they're i'm actually building their credit Mm. so like for the longest time i was like okay at at least like the like the double-edged sword for this or i guess like one benefit of having a loan is that i could build credit by doing this no it is my parents loan and i'm building their credit (laughs) so that's why i'm in the process right now to see if i could like change that into my name (laughs) but your your mother your mother's not gonna allow it she's like no i'm satisfied with this arrangement right now <laughs> uh, that i don't know and also she, she she she's just like listen i i'm your parent i'm gonna help you out this is like me as a way to help you i was like mom cry tear but you know uh i don't mind like what's what it they they helped me i want to help them back so i'm okay that's with great. it that's great well it's interesting because right? our, ne- right? our next faction is the age of a, of a, of a loan you know, those, that's 15% of your FICO score. Oh, FICO. I'm going to make that mistake Yo, Can you always. get your shit together right now? It's never going to happen. People are it's laughing at us. It's just not possible. I, it's already in my head. Yeah. Our but, producer's laughing at us right now. But it's fascinating because you've taken on that, that loan. And because it's not your loan, it's not going to be added to, like, your history, your, your age of an account. But for everyone today, with that 15% section of your FICO score, I have a secret. The first credit card that you get, drill it into your skull that that is the credit card that you're going to die with, okay? Because that credit card has started your journey. And obviously, the longer you live, the longer it goes up. So you're 18, 10 years past, 28, 10 years. The moment you drop that card, all that credit history that started you out, it goes down the drain. Now, granted, you could have had other cards along this time, and those can be few up, but it is typically a rule of thumb that your first card you keep it forever so when you're starting out i mean you can start with a secured card for a decent institution because like i said you're sticking with that institution for the rest of your life so you know you know i mean you could do a discover capital one and then once you get that card you can what is the word like promote the card to another tier but because it's in the same institution, you keep that history. So that is one thing to keep in mind. You don't have, the first card you get, you never have to keep specifically that card. You can promote it, but don't ever drop the entire account. Just don't. Or, or another thing is like, for example, like when I was in high school, my mom wanted me to build credit. However, there was no company that would like try to give me a credit card or build a credit. So my home chase, like, or oh, damn it, well, debit and savings credit card. Yeah. They offered my mom like as a, like she had her own credit card and I could like be able to a separate account that's associated with her credit card that I could Mm. build my own credit so that from there I could get like my own personal credit card. That's another way to do it. That is very intelligent. I I think there's a name for it. I just, I can't. Yeah. It's called an authorized user. 
Thank you, producer. Thank you, producer. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's called an authorized user for her credit card so that I could like build my own credit slowly yeah. and but have her as like a crutch. Gotcha. You know? I think that is very good advice for a young person starting out. One good one, like I said, is the secured card where what you do, you pay them, like, no, it's like $500 and they keep that money and then you have a credit limit of $500. Yeah, and also like people don't realize this, but like it, once you apply for a credit card and you get rejected, it kind of lowers your credit score. So, like, it's not, like, that significant, but let's say you're a crazy person that just applies to, like, five cars in one go, right? Yeah. Like, each rejection, I think it's, like, three between three to five points, I believe. So that if you apply it to five, that's, like, minus 25 right there, which is kind of, like, pretty pretty large in Fine my opinion that you said that because that is the next faction i was going to go into Damn, which I'm, is also I literally <laughs> guys this is i had done no research <laughs> no but we're just this is how our minds are working right now no it's that's the other 10 percent of your fico score it's the new accounts when mm-hmm. you're getting i mean you already just said it so i'm not even gonna admit it's too long but when you're looking for a new credit card or a new loan or anything these inquiries there's the soft pull which doesn't do an inquiry. It doesn't show up in your report. Those are good. I know that I've gotten those for some store cards. It doesn't hurt you. But then there's a hard pull, which is for a lot of big things like your mortgage or or your. I've done seen it for a phone bill sometimes. You know certain things, and that is what shows up in your report. And you don't want. And that brings down that new card part of your FICO score. It is something definitely to worry about. But what I say to keep cards alive is like if you have your first card and then you, whatever, you know, things happen, obviously 10 years later, maybe you don't want to deal with it. But like I said, you're not getting rid of it. Easiest thing to do, everyone has subscriptions to, to nowadays. You can be AMC stubs or Netflix or Hulu, whatever, just, or your phone bill, whatever. Put a subscription on that card and then also put auto pay on that card. So every month, it charges to that card $8. And then when it hits um, the, you know, payment day, it just pays out that $10. So, you know, you know, $10 come out every month. And do that for the rest of your life. That history remains. And your credit score prospers. Voila. And the last faction of your FICO score is types of credit. So main one I've been saying is your credit cards. Then you have, you know, everything else. You have your car loans. You have your mortgage. You have student loans. You know, loans. I mean, for me, also, when I was um, moving, I opened up a credit line for um, Raymond and Flanagan for furniture. Like, there's and all of these things. There's just a myriad of different ways. And this is not to say, you know, go out there hunting and searching and fighting to find ways to get into debt so that you can build up the diversification of Be your credit. Be smart. <laughs> like, for example, I have one credit card where you, if you spend, like, a certain amount of money, you get back, like, certain bonus points that you could use for traveling and all that wonderful stuff. So I ended up uh, using a third party like app where I could use that credit card to like use it to like um, pay my rent. And from there, I was able to do a hack where I got the bonus points, use it enough for like something um, reasonable. And I, and I would pay it back instantly. You know, mm. I think that's also one reason that I was able to like a decent credit score because uh, I had I always had funds associated with how much I was going to spend and pay it back instantly. That's it. Look at you. You're so financially conscious. Oh Listen, gosh. I have a shit ton of loans I want to pay off <laughs> in like a good amount of time. All right. I have friends who are like, oh, I have a hundred thousand. I'm just gonna pay that shit until I like I die. I'm like, I'm gonna pay that shit in under four years. A- am I doing it? Yes. Am I living a great life that I want to live? No. <laughs> but 
It's happening. It's, it's happening. gonna happen. It's happening. But you know, I'm seeing this this you know smart and sure side of you, Daryl. I'm feeling hopeful for your children because they will have you to as a guide and a starter for their credit journey. Well, jokes on you. I'm not gonna have a family because I'm gonna <laughs> die alone. Yikes! <laughs> Honesty. Oh my gosh. But and uh, with all this information, guys, uh, you can find out your. Um, credit score right this instant even if you have absolutely no credit i mean it'll, it'll be low obviously but it does exist if you are a breathing person w- and you've made purchases and you have a social security number there is a credit report on you and there's three credit bureaus do, do you know what they are Daryl? uh i do i but i actually use like credit karma that's yes, another credit one karma. yeah that's that is free. a popular one it is free um it also depends on what credit card you have. They will also do one for you. Exactly. That's what I was want to say. A lot of credit card companies, I mean, for me, Discover, they give me a report every month of the score. But what, what it, I, I would still advise people because, to do yeah. is that there's a separation with your credit report and your credit score. Yeah. So the three bureaus are Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian. Ooh, and what they do, what the words. report is, <laughs> it literally is just your history. What are all the different accounts that you owe right now or delinquencies and everything? What is the age of these accounts? And uh, it keeps this information, like I said before, for about seven years. That is like, it's just a table. Like if you look it up, I pulled mine like December last year. It's a table of all this information. And then FICO takes these reports from these three credit bureaus and has their own algorithm that isn't fully available to the public. I mean, me as a developer, maybe I would like to see it actually maybe code up my own model and have fun and have my own little credit score thing. It's a side project, but it's not available to the public. So we don't know exactly all the details that go into this scoring metric, but they created this algorithm and from it, it produces a score. And it's very difficult to you know, say exactly what to do to make this increase by this much points and this increase by this points, because even when you start off, people are in different brackets. So when you start off, your score is calculated for like a new person in a new person bracket. And then as years go by, it's calculated in a different bracket because, you know, like more mature. So that is important that you actually get the actual report from these bureaus and see if there are any problems, because that does happen. People do make mistakes. And you want to send in a request to rectify these mistakes. And then once that's done and you're good and set, go and look through your various... I know Chase has it for um, even debit card users. Um, and then you have a lot of your credit cards do it, give you your credit score. And that way you're accounted on all measures. And, you know, you keep you know smart and knowledgeable about your credit score so you can be a pretty much a boss credit person like Daryl. A bustling hoe. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but Daryl, I want to really, we've talked about how to build your credit, you know, how we've been doing it. And, you know, it's very important and we want people to feel empowered about it. But there is a dark side to the credit score. Oh, hell yeah. Very dark. And I want, I want this to kind of shift to, I don't want to say political, but political <laughs> measure of maybe credit scores have gone too deep into our lives. For example, looking for a place for New York City when I was looking about, you know, a year and a half ago, every single place I go to, they need your credit score and they're asking for at least 720. Now, if you remember, 720 is now is on the very good spectrum. It's not like, okay, it's like very good. So basically, I'm trying to live in a building, you know, which is, I don't say like a necessity of life, but a necessity of life. And 
if I don't have good, strong credit, that could easily deny me. And I think that is very, very complicated and very yeah. touchy. And then on top of that, like you're still like I don't really know anyone who is in their early twenties that already has a seven hundred plus credit exactly. score. Assuming, like, assuming, uh, I think it's more of a rarity for a person to have it. Like, I was rare that I had a credit card at 17. Yeah, that, is, that is something. That like, it's very rare. rare. And for me to get to the point that I am now, that took over, like, eight years for me to build that. So I find it, like, kind of crazy for a company or, like, an apartment be like, hey, we want, like, a 720. I just got a credit card two years ago. Yeah, it's like... And I just graduated college. Right. Exactly. You know? It's like you're already starting off with one foot cut off thanks to student debt and the other traumas. <laughs> That's pretty traumatic. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, by the way, because you're just starting off and we don't know who you are, you're going to have to get to yeah. some crazy loopholes to find a place. And also, I just feel like a little tidbit, like since we live in New York City, right, there are some things that for us, um, we will never need that could kind of like help us build credit score. Like, we would never need to buy a car. Yeah. You know, like, there's a lot. I I lived in Arkansas for, like, a good year, and pretty much people were telling me, like, oh, their parents or they bought a car when they were, like, 16, 17. And with that monthly payment of, like, having a car loan, that helped them in the long run to, like, build their credit history. And then there's, you know, mortgages as well, also build your credit, but they not who's buying a house yeah, in New York. Yeah, who's buying a house <laughs> in New York? Like, that's fucking crazy. So all you have is, I mean, you have the credit cards and so forth but it's just a double-edged sword it's also like do you even want to have young people who are 19 i mean daryl apparently is you know very responsible but it has routinely ruined a lot of young people's life but you're forcing them to get these credit cards and to and they need to build it within a certain amount of years and get these good strong scores or they can't find a place it also extends to phone bills um t-mobile doesn't allow you to join certain plans um for me because they had to pull my score first and it also, I, I'm wondering if it's going to evolve into concerts one day. As in, I can't go see Ariana Grande and do this payment plan for this concert tour because uh, I have a f- 550. Can you imagine that they do? They start like checking your credit at a Beyonce concert? That like, is literally when the revolution will start happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, there will be people on the streets. Like, like you could just see like who run the world? Banks. <laughs> Banks. <laughs> and, but it's coming so crazy that... One specific thing that a politician, she is Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib. She has a very interesting I, last name, don't you agree? I have been butchering <laughs> this whole podcast. <laughs> but anyway, Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib, she is of the opinion that credit scores are being too evasive, specifically in the car insurance industry. They pull your credit score and they create something called the insurance score. And for people who have bad credit, and again, this could not just be that you one day popped up, got all these credit cards and bought. It could be that, you know, you started off in a bad position or even just a position where you didn't have credit and you're now trying to build life, you know, various different reasons. And because of a lot of these circumstances, now you have to pay more for your car And there's no direct correlation is what her argument is. Like they are looking at the credit score way too broadly to say, okay, I missed this one payment. Boom. How does that mean that I have to pay for more for my car? Is that, am I more likely to go into an accident? It doesn't really seem so. There are some of the insurance 
car insurance companies are making the claim that if you're more risky with your debt, that you're more risky with your driving. But that is Honestly, you hear it at first glance and you're like, what? It's bizarre. And that's that's the problem we are with today. So, you know, back in the 1950s, this was created to solve the problem of I'm a bank, Daryl's Goldman Sachs, and I don't know you. I don't know who you are. And I don't want to just look at you and make a subjective estimation, which could be rigged with discrimination, about whether or not you are owed this money. So let's create this system. And it's I feel as if it has served its purpose for a lot and it has helped a lot of people and a lot of instances and industries to grow having a strong credit assurance system. But it's also grown into this monolith of a monster where now it's creeping into various industries where it has no place and it's just ruining people's lives for no reason. So definitely, guys, I would suggest you look up that topic and really get into it because we do want to rein in on a potential disaster. Did you have an orgasm when you said that? What? Yeah, absolutely. Credit score just gets me going. I don't know. Well, pick your panties up. We still have a a podcast to record. (laughs) Right. But I think we've pretty much wrapped up a you know, what it's all about. I do want to... Actually, we still have to talk about the horrors of having bad credit. Look at you. You didn't even come in here with any research, but now you're out here... Leading the pack. Yeah, basically, I'm that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we did do a little more, you know, you can't find a place, you know, it's, it, your car insurance ruined. But there is a specific thing I want to do with more so, like, forewarning. Like, be more careful. Now that we know how powerful it is and how invasive it is, be more careful with how you're agreeing to certain credit arrangements. For example, we looked up some random stories about people all over America. And one sis <laughs> had a boyfriend, and I guess she was really in love, da 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 da, da. And he popped up, and he's like, oh, you know, I want a motorcycle. And she's like, oh, you know, sure, babe, I love you. And he's like, yeah, can you, like, just co-sign with me? You know, you know, like, you love me, I love you, let's do it together. You can see where this is going, right, Dal? Yeah, basically, <laughs> the moral of the story is, like, don't be in love. Don't, <laughs> don't be in love. Disney is a lie. But I mean, obviously, you know, like many relationships, it ended. He broke up, but he still has her on that motorcycle and he still rides that motorcycle, but she still has to pay because he's not taking her off because, you know, he doesn't want to pay by himself. And she doesn't have any legal like way to say, I don't want to pay this anymore because she signed for it. So until that loan for that motorcycle is paid, she's on the hook and these things happen. So I just want everyone to really really take away from this that debt is serious it is it goes into every factor of your life and when people come up to you and they say here and there and also marriage also marriage oh that's a really good one (laughs) when you are about to tie the knot someone's bad credit is tied to your credit history immediately yeah you're married to that like you're (laughs) married to that bad credit credit. so literally um there are services there are even jobs people i'm called like credit fixers or i don't know if that's a specific term but people whose jobs are to fix your credit and if you're entering a union of match money i would advise that you go with your partner to these people and have those affairs sorted out because it is something that could impact you seriously guys I mean, I'm not saying, you know, if you go on Tinder and, you know, put up, you know, hey, if you have bad credit, don't talk to me. I'm not going to say that. That's like a kind of extreme. But if you did it, I wouldn't wrong you. <laughs> also, let's be real right now. Love does not conquer all. 
That she doesn't pay the bills. <laughs> she does not. It does not pay the bills. <laughs> I wish it did. Okay. I mean, uh, I'd yeah. still be broke, but yeah. yeah. But still. <laughs> and just, you have to re- really evaluate whether or not being with a partner who has really bad credit <laughs> is something that you would want to take on. You know, because it's 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 very like people people want to live in an idealistic world. Like, oh, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. But when it hits the fan, then it fucking does yeah. matter. I would say you can be in love and you can be together. You can live together without getting married if that is a problem. Because marriage comes in is it, it combines love and law. You can just have the love. You don't need to have the law if that's your situation. Yeah, I think it's weird, too, because when you do marry, I think by law, their debt is essentially your debt. Oh, yeah. I actually know. Um, Well, I'm, this is completely random. But somebody married a man and he wasn't paying his child support payments. But because their accounts now became, you know, one account because they filed their, you know, filed their, their accounts together. um, Her money was was now taken out from like tax returns and so forth to pay his child support for another woman. I was like, oh. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, also, also one little tidbit fact that I find realized, like, because you know, have you ever realized like when people divorce, they seem to get into marriages really quickly and then also maybe multiple divorces, mm. right? So I found out like once you get divorced, you end up pa- paying your uh, partner spouse support or if you have kids, like kid support, child support. And then you keep doing that essentially until one or the other person gets married. So that's why the incentive to get married again is like you you have like that's why people get married really soon or quickly, like than you would think because they don't want to pay for that shit anymore. Mm, you know, there's a lot of scams in these. Yeah, in it's crazy. Parts. I was like, but wow. We, but then, but then again, it's down, also down, down. we have to do that in a separate podcast. Okay, that, that, that is a separate podcast. <laughs> We're gonna keep that down as a note. Oh, oh can I can I say one story? No, can I say one story? I want to say one story. You bitch oh, ass bitch. What? No, we are going to focus on credit because the people are tired. No, 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 I have a good story about credit. Really? About yes, credit. I do. Okay. Okay, so I have a family friend whose daughter went to school for nursing. Right. Gotcha. Like me, she couldn't really necessarily get a private loan because I don't know what it is. But when people say you could go to college, you could get a loan instantly. I think it's a lie. It was really hard when it's just based on your non-existent credit, right? <laughs> so, of course, our, like when a parent helps you foot the bill, banks are like, yeah, sure, we'll give you the loan because you have someone who has a job. Great history of financial payment. And we'll, they'll help. Uh, they'll be the default if you can't pay that shit off. Then that person ended up quitting school. Like they were planning to go to school for nursing. And, you know, nursing is one of those hot careers where you'll always have a job because people don't stop dying. And um, however, just, you know, life got in the way and she had to like quit school. And she's been out of school for maybe like a year or two now. Mm. And but she took out a loan. And the loan kind of is already past that grace period where you don't have to pay anything like interest free for like six months. Right. Mm -hmm. But now the mom has to pay for that because the person isn't working, you know, or isn't at school. So it has like far reaching, far reaching. Yeah. Like whoever's involved in this like web of like financialness of yours gets affected when something happens, you know, I mean, um well there we have it guys we're saying be very careful with these decisions but i think our hashtag of the day 
will be hashtag my credit score is amazing <laughs> okay weird flex but okay <laughs> i would say a hashtag good sex doesn't cancel out bad credit just saying just saying ladies keep it in mind <laughs> jesus christ my god <laughs> but i uh, thank you for joining us for another episode pick your panties up <laughs> millennials uh, i'm Arize. sliding off his chair i'm daryl <laughs> And we are 